Today is the 17th of January 2020. Welcome to Walking the Way. My name is Ray. I really want to say thank you to everyone for listening in as we continue to explore what it means to pray together, read scripture together, and have a regular time of worship together. If you're joining us for the first time, let me say thank you and welcome. And let me explain that each episode follows a really simple pattern of a mixture of prayer, scripture, and music. We always start each episode of Walking the Way with our opening prayer. So let's pray, shall we? You are here, Lord, in this place now. Not only do we stand in awe of how great you are, larger than anything we can imagine, but we also can scarcely comprehend that you are with us in this time, in this moment. Yes, from a distance you are watching us, but Lord, you're standing beside us as well. Your Spirit's presence is quickening our pulse, and it's filling us with wonder when we become aware that you are near us. Father, in extraordinary as well as common everyday ways, you make your presence known to us. So this is your time of worship, God. The words don't belong to me. The music isn't the property of the podcast. The praying that we do comes not only from us, but more importantly, from you. When we lose sight of this, Lord, today as well as every day, forgive us and live in and through us. Do great things with us today and in the weekend which lies ahead. Father, we pray this in the name of your Son and in the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Ruth one sixteen. Don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go, and where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God, my God. What is the cost of loyalty? What do you have to give up to be loyal? It's a difficult question, and it's one I don't think followers of Jesus ask themselves enough. Our verse today are the words of Ruth, after Naomi urged her to go back to her family as she left Moab to go back to Bethlehem. And it was a promise that Ruth made based on her relationship with Naomi. She made the choice to stay loyal and give up everything that made her a Moabite. Now these words have found themselves into numerous wedding vows and other such covenant-type promises. But for me it has echoes of Peter when Jesus asked his disciples if they too were going to abandon him after many people took offense at something that Jesus said. Peter replied to Jesus' question with the words, Where else would we go, Lord? Who else has the words of life? It's a recognition, perhaps, that deep, intimate relationships change people. Those words cost many of the disciples their lives. It certainly cost them their livelihoods as fishermen. Like Ruth following Naomi and the disciples following Jesus, our loyalty to God is going to cost us something. It may cost us personally, it may cost us in many different ways. But if we are loyal to God, then we will make the commitment. Today as we go into a weekend and we have some time to sit and reflect, make the words of Ruth your prayer. Commit yourself to following God wherever He may lead you. You just may never know where it may go.
For Ruth, it literally changed history. We're going to have our first piece of music to give us some time to center our thoughts on God. And then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And in today's Bible readings, we read about Jesus being rejected in Nazareth. Let's ask God to speak to us through the scriptures this morning, shall we? Heavenly Father, as we read the words of Jesus, open our eyes to who you are. Open our heart to the prompting of your Spirit, that we would hear you clearly, that we would be able to follow you as we live live our lives. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. For the final time this week, our Bible readings are taken from the Holman Christian Standard Bible, And we're reading Matthew 13. On that day, Jesus went out of the house and was sitting by the sea. Such large crowds gathered round him that he got into a boat and sat down while the whole crowd stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, Consider the sower who went out to sow. As he was sowing, some seed fell along the path and the birds came and ate them up. Others fell on rocky ground where it wasn't much soil and they sprang up quickly since the soil wasn't deep. But when the sun came up, they were scorched, and said they had no root, they withered. Others fell among the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked them. Still others fell on good ground and produced a crop, some one hundred, some sixty, some thirty times what was sown. Anyone who has ears should listen. Then the disciples came up and asked him, Why do you speak to them in parables? He answered them, Because the secrets of the kingdom of heaven have been given for you to know, 
but it has not been given to them. For whoever has more will be given to him, and he will have more than enough. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. For this reason I speak to them in parables, because looking they do not see, and hearing they do not listen or understand. Isaiah's prophecy is fulfilled in them which says, You will listen and listen, yet never understand. You will look and look, yet never perceive. For these people's hearts have grown callous. Their ears are hard of hearing, and they have shut their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn back, and I would cure them. But your eyes are blessed because they do see, and your ears because they do hear. For I assure you, many prophets and righteous people long to see the things you see, but didn't see them, to hear the things you hear, but didn't hear them. You then, listen to the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word about the kingdom and doesn't understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the one sown along the path, and the one sown on the rocky ground, this is one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. But he has no root in himself, but is short-lived. When pressure or persecution comes because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now the one sown among the thorns, this is one who hears the word. But the worries of this age and the seduction of wealth choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. But the one sown on good ground, this is one who hears and understands the word, who does bear fruit, and yields some one hundred, some sixty, some thirty times what was sown. He presented another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while people were sleeping, his enemy came, sowed weeds among the wheat, and left. When the plant sprouted and produced grain, then the weeds also appeared. The landowner's slaves came to him and said, Master, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Then where did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he told them. So do you want us to go and gather them up? The slaves asked him. No, he said. When you gather up the weeds, you might also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. At harvest time I'll tell the reapers, gather the weeds first and tie them in bundles to burn them, but store the wheat in my barn. He presented another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his field. It's the smallest of all seeds, but when grown it's taller than the vegetables and becomes a tree, so that birds of the sky might come and nest in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into fifty pounds of flour until it spread through all of it. Jesus told the crowd all these things in parables, and he would not speak anything to them without a parable so that what was spoken through the prophet might be fulfilled. I will open my mouth in parables. I will declare things kept secret from the foundation of the world. Then he dismissed the crowds and went into the house. His disciples approached him and said, Explain the parable of the weeds in the field to us. He replied, The one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed, these are the sons of the kingdom. The weeds are the son of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are angels. Therefore, just as the weeds are gathered and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the age. 
the Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will gather from his kingdom everything that causes sin and those guilty of lawlessness. They will throw them into the blazing furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in their father's kingdom. Anyone who has ears should listen. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure, buried in a field, that a man found and reburied. Then in his joy he goes and sells everything he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. When he found one priceless pearl, he went and sold everything he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a large net thrown into the sea. It collected every kind of fish, and when it was full they dragged it ashore, set it down, and gathered the good fish into containers, but threw out the worthless ones. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will go out, separate the evil people from the righteous, and throw them into the blazing furnace. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood these things? Yes, they told him. Therefore he said to them, Every student of scripture instructed in the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who brings out of his storeroom what is new and what is old. When Jesus had finished these parables, he left there. He went to his hometown and began to teach them in the synagogue so that they were astonished and said, How did this wisdom and these miracles come to him? Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother called Mary and his brothers James, Joseph, Simon and Judas? And his sisters, aren't they all with us? So where does he get all these things? And they were offended by him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own town and in his household. And he did not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. We're going to have our second piece of music just to give us some time to think about the bits of scripture that have caught our attention. And after music, we're going to say our prayers for today.
Before we say our prayers for today, just a reminder that if you would like us to pray for you, then drop us a line through the usual channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email, our new voice message service. Check the show notes for all the contact details because there are links there. If you click the links, it'll take you to wherever you need to go. Today, we've been asked to pray for three people. We've been asked to pray for Jan and Tracy, both of which have had diagnosis of cancer, and for Carolyn, who is having ongoing back problems. So let's pray for them quickly, shall we? Loving God, in all things, you are good. In all things, you are love, and in all things, you are true. Lord, it's hard to see those things when we're faced with issues like cancer or pain. And so, Father, we pray for Jan. We pray for Tracy, who've just received cancer diagnoses, Lord, that you would be their peace and comfort, that you would help them to see that no matter what the outcome is, you are their Lord, you are their Saviour, you are their friend, and that you are alongside them. Father, we pray for Caroline with her ongoing back problems, that you would provide her with relief of pain. Father, we know that we worship a supernatural God. And so we ask, Lord, if it be your will, that you would reach out and you would heal these three people. But Father, we recognize also that's not always the case. So Lord, be their peace, be their comfort. May your love be demonstrated in the people around them. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And our prayer for today. Who do we follow? A teacher? Yes, Lord, you were a good teacher, full of wisdom, a moral compass, guidance for the journey. Who do we follow? A prophet? Yes, Lord, you were indeed a prophet bringing God's word of love, justice and freedom for the journey. Who do we follow? A friend? Yes, Lord, you were certainly a friend to the outcast and the sinner, feeding the weak, lightening the load for the journey. Who do we follow? All of these. None of these. For as this world's saviour, you are all of these and so much more. As you take the least of us and the most of us, who do we follow? We follow you, Lord, Jesus Christ, our Saviour. We say together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us now and evermore. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. You've been listening to Walking the Way. All the details can be found in the show notes, including the scripture passages and credits for the prayers. If you would like to partner with Walking the Way, please head to www.givesendgo.com forward slash walking the way. And for more information, head to rayborrett.co.uk 
Don't forget you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and you can also listen to Walking the Way on TuneIn and YouTube. We're also on Radio Public. My name is Ray, and so until next time, I'll be here waiting as we continue Walking the Way. <laughs>